0: The second one is <laughs> when he's they're sleeping and William can't sleep and, <laughs> rolls and then they get down and he pops up he's like
1: dandy cakes <laughs> concentrate <laughs> dandy cakes <laughs> and the uh
0: Welcome to the What's Podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judging, Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe, like, bell notification button. Hit them all. Click them. That way you'll be able to keep up with all of our episodes. Uh, we got some live episodes that'll be coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, we do a lot of fun stuff uh, with that. Tell your family about us as well. Tell your friends about us. Tell a medieval knight or tell go a to your renaissance yeah as i say go oh, to a larper fair. about us yeah hit the renaissance <laughs> fair tell a larper tell a renaissance fan
1: renaissance
0: renaissance <laughs> um go to uh what's that freaking place in vegas called the go to the castle casino in vegas and go to their show and tell one of their knights about us <laughs> um we'd love to have those guys but uh if you can't tell we are here to review a night's tale. It is week four of our, and the final week of this round of guilty pleasures. This Ooh. one's mine. Um, and it is a night's tale. It was released May 11th, 2001. It was written by and directed by Brian Helgeland. It stars Heath Ledger, Mark Addy, <laughs> Alan Tudyk, Paul Bettany, Laura Fraser, <laughs> Berenice Beho um, Shannon Sossaman James Purifoy <laughs> and Rufus Sewell sorry this I just reading the cast makes me laugh um, after his master dies a peasant squire fueled by his desire for food and glory creates a new identity for himself as a knight
1: um, I love how they put food first in this analysis I know, uh,
0: <laughs> the landscape is food, <laughs> food. <laughs> Oh, OK. So I have to tell a story about this movie and, and how I saw this movie for the first time. And it's it's one of those stories that I probably shouldn't tell because I might offend some people. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. So as some of you know, I don't talk about it a lot, but there was a time in my life when I was part of a religion. And as part of that religion, they send out young men to different parts of the world to teach about this said religion. Um, and I went to Alex's home state of Arizona when I was sent out to do the work. Um, and I was not, uh, look, I did what I was told, but I was not the most obedient missionary out there, especially near the end. I had some bad experiences with some of the, the leaders within that whole thing. And it didn't taste well, but I wasn't willing at that time to come home and have my parents have to be ashamed of the fact that I was sent home early and all that stuff. So, I toughed it out, but I wasn't the most obedient dude. So I saw this mission or this movie on my mission in Scottsdale, Arizona. A scandal. I know. Watch <laughs> out now. Um, I was. I remember I had a companion who was getting, he was like weeks from going home um, and was burnt out, didn't care. And it was like a Friday afternoon. And he's like, do you want to go to a movie? I'm like, yep, I do. <laughs> He's like, what should we go see? And this had just come out the week before. And so we went and saw this movie. So I fell in love with this movie. Like this became an instant classic for me. And I'm sure part of it is because the circumstances of me seeing this film, like I hadn't watched a movie in a year and a half. And like, it just, I wasn't prepared for what this was. And it was like one of the only things out at the time that was worth watching or that I could justify going to see and not feeling bad about it as bad as I probably should have. And given the circumstances, I don't feel at all bad about it now, but I thought that was a great story to lean into. Like, this is, it's a good section of why this was a guilty pleasure for me.
1: Um, Yeah. I loved it. Excellent. And it's a great, you know, reminder or introduction to JJ's heathen lifestyle for any people
0: listening. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. I am no longer part of that religion. I am no longer religious at all. Um, In fact, I'm about as non-religious as it gets. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I thought it was a great story. And it's one of those things I'll never forget this movie. Even if I didn't like it, I would never forget this movie because
1: you the circumstances your first. so
0: exactly <laughs> and it, you know you're sweating bullets like because you're in this place where and you think that everybody knows who you are yeah but they don't there's like maybe a hundred people in the area that know who you are but you're in the theater we had sunglasses on and hats <laughs> on we're like looking around all paranoid we went to like a city one over from Scottsdale to see it it was funny but anyway um great, great. yeah so with that like one of the things that stood out to me with this that I didn't understand at the time, because at the time, nobody in this cast was huge. They were all relatively unknowns, except in there. Like Mark Addy had done a lot of television in England. Um, we do know that Heath Ledger at the time had done, he'd already done 10 things I hate about you, but that was the biggest like, and he had, gotten pretty big after that. Like everybody wanted him cause he was really good in that. But other than that, most like Shannon Sossaman, the one that plays uh, his love interest that I can, I always forget her name, Jocelyn. She, this was her first movie. She was a dancer prior to this, but this cast all now are Huge. well-known names like massive. Every single one of the main cast have done big blockbuster films or blockbuster television or both right so and it shows like and i the reason i wanted to talk about the cast before we get into specific members of the cast as a whole this movie without this cast sucks balls garbage terrible because what makes this movie in my opinion and the reason it's one of my guilty pleasures is because as a movie like just in a vacuum Without this cast, it's not a good movie. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. There are contradictions throughout this movie where it gets in its own way, but I don't give a shit about any of it because the cast is so charismatic and fun to watch in every essence of this film. Even the bad guy, even Rufus Sewell is like outrageously good in this movie. It's the cast and watching them interact and and that part and like the heart that this cast has. That makes this movie good outside of that the movie's pretty bad, like in a vacuum it 's terrible, but the cast is insane, insane and so right where I, I want to talk about specifically some characters, but I want to run through this real quick. so Heath Ledger needs no introduction, greatest joker ever guy's an actor across the board he 's done so many good things, gone way too early mm-hmm. um. Mark Addy becomes King Robert in Game of Thrones. Probably one of the best characters in that, even though he's only in it for seven episodes, right? Um, Shannon Sossman, first movie, but she went on to do a couple of movies, never really took off, but she was okay in this. Paul Bettany, Jesus. What hasn't he done? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This guy's all over the place. Also nominated for Oscars. Like He's great. Alan Tudyk,
1: one of the most underrated comedians on the planet, in my opinion. Dude, incredible voice work, too. Oh. Like he's one of those that can do both really well, on screen and voice work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's so good. He's
0: one of my favorite actors, underrated actors out there. And oh, yeah. you're right. His voice work is outrageously good. Um, Rufus Sewell has done a lot of great movies. He's never been like the superstar, but he's played some unbelievably good supporting characters and villains, um, like in this one. Like, and he was just in. I don't know if you've watched the TV show called The Diplomat on um, um, Amazon.
1: No, no, I haven't seen it. He's in it?
0: weird show. He's in it. He plays the the main character's husband, who and he was a former diplomat himself. Really funny in this show, he's very good. All right. So he's good. You have James Pierfoy, Who's also done um, as you know, the black Prince of Wales, like he's done a lot of stuff. He's never again, never done like a starring outrageous role, but he's anything he's in, he's good. So I just wanted to run through. And at this time, none of these people, except for Heath Ledger kind of were known entities. And now every single one of them, you can say their name, and they're like, "Oh yeah," or they see their face,
1: "Oh yeah, I know exactly." That. Or yeah, but they don't know their name; they know him from a Night's Tale, which is yeah. the weirdest thing. <laughs> like especially for me, I was like, "Oh, that's the guy from a Night's Tale." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when exactly. I, when the first season of Game of Thrones dropped, yeah, and you see, you know, Mark Addy as Robert Bernatty, And I was sitting there, I was going, "I know him from somewhere. Where <laughs> do I know him from?" And it popped in my a Night's Tale. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, when he first rides into Winterfell, I was like, it's freaking, it's I love it, it's night's tale. I was so excited, like it was great. It's rolling! It's rolling. God love you, William. Because <laughs> oh, nobody else will. Nobody else will. Yeah, but to your point, the best, in my opinion, the best chemistry in this movie. Is And that's that this is a bold statement because there's a lot of good chemistry with a lot of these characters. But the number one, the most impactful to me is Alan Tudyk and Paul Bettany. Oh, dude, dude.
1: it's it's almost like they are trying to either one up each other or to get the other to break character in the way they interact. Like mm-hmm. it was it almost felt like a competition and it works. Oh, yeah. It works exceptionally well with their characters. I mean, even from their initial meeting. Right? Oh.
0: <laughs> Come on, oh, shit! Chaucer has one of the hey. greatest introductions to um, as a character in all of film history, in my opinion. Oh, just see his ass walking down, dirty. Doesn't
1: even stop. He's just yeah. like whatever. <laughs> oh, what sir. What do you do? I'm uh trudging. <laughs> Like, not walking, God. not moping, not anything that you would sit, think to put so there. Trudging. To trudge. Trudging. To walk aimlessly with no yeah. purpose, but not willing to lay down and die. Or whatever oh he God. says. I,
0: I, I'd quote it, but I, I'd look even crazier than I am. <laughs> I your, entra- your entrails, your oh, will become your X-trails. That is one of the hey. funniest... Dude, what is it that he starts with? He's like, okay, let's talk. And he walks him over. And the other two are like, oh, shit. Like, what's going to happen? And they're starting to laugh. But yeah, when what was it he says to him right out the gate? I can never remember the first line of it. But yeah, he's like, I will thong you. <laughs> your entrails will become your
1: extrails. Your X-trails will become your entrails. Well, I love how they get and- around using expl- <laughs> explicit language with Fong you. Yeah. <laughs> I think a good fonging is... In, I, know,
0: I know Master Valhurst, a good fonging is in order. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> holding the thing, punches the helmet. Oh, God. I love it.
1: It's fantastic. But it's just... I mean, the, the best sequence in this, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. when they're trying to teach uh, Heath Ledger how to dance. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, oh, Paul man. Bettany is calling the steps it's one and two, three and four and Watt doesn't leave. He follows oh, like a girl. <laughs> and you just get straight punch, right? Blackout and then it cuts to the next scene and you, Paul Bettany's doing it again, but this time he's got a rag up his nose because he's got a bloody nose. When he does it, immediately follows it up
0: with He's like one and two. Cause he hits like a, what a girl. <laughs> girl. <laughs> oh, it's a fucking swear mate. That was, it just goes up. Yeah. The two of them. Well, and then like watching it, then progress to become friends by the end. Like is just phenomenal because I love part two. Like if you want to go serious for a note after um, Adamar beats William the first time in that first one. And He's rubbing it in his face, and then Watt wants to go beat the shit out of him. And Chaucer like shoves him and gets serious. Like, go see to Ulrich. Like, it's just like to me, Bettany almost steals this movie. If it weren't for the fact that Heath Ledger is so good, I think Betney would have been the best character in this movie. Because he understood better than anyone. Like you can tell he's the smartest dude in the room. Yeah. And and Betney plays that. Perfectly, like even when he's in the background, like he's got like a little smirk on his face, or he looks concerned or frightened, or when they're at the st- the stocks and and the prince is pardoning him and then knighting him, like he looks relieved, like he sits down on the stocks base and he just he's Paul Bettany is like he I just can't help but watch him when he's on screen, even if he's not the focal point. I watch him, which is a testament to his ability to act in the background as well. But yeah, I'm with you. Like between him and Alan Tudyk, like this is where I fell in love with Alan Tudyk. I'd never heard of Alan Tudyk. And then I I went and watched Firefly because I watched this movie. And then I started seeking out ways to watch Tudyk because he cracks my shit up in this film.
1: Oh, yeah. Like in any either one of them by themselves would have been able to carry the movie, but them. To- oh, dude, oh, them together is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then it's almost like you have the other two. So you
0: have Mark Addy or Roland, and then you have Kate, the, the, uh, Fraser. I can't remember her first name, but they are constantly egging those two on, on top mm-hmm. of it. Like, it's just, yeah, the more, there's a couple of moments with Tudyk that I think about, like the first one is, the first one's always the I will thong you like the entrails of <laughs> like, pain lots of pain and then the second one is <laughs> when he's they're sleeping and William can't sleep and, Roll's <laughs> up, and then they get down and he pops up so he's like dandy cakes <laughs> concentrate dandy <laughs> <in> case- <clears throat> cakes yeah and then the third one that I always think of is like when he go, he takes the letter to Jocelyn and then he has to come back and kiss William. <laughs> and like he's all happy and having a good time messing with William. And then it's like, did she send me a token? She did. Well, give it to me. <laughs> gets, and William loses it. It's having a great time. And you, that was what, it's also one of my favorite Paul Bettany parts. Cause he just gets this big smile. Like, dude, you just got excited. Cause your dude kissed you. Like, that's great. <laughs> I, I fucking, Love it like the interactions, and that's why I say the cast makes this film. Like, it could have been about anything, as mm-hmm. a group of people was in it, and I think it would have been enjoyable. Like, yeah, and there's so many little moments. Like, Paul Bettany, when when uh Jocelyn's going sneaking into the tent, and he's like, Guinevere comes to Lancelot, yeah, bet him well, my lady, bet him well.
1: Then it there's just works.
0: Yeah, it just it just is perfect. But then there's like did you did you ever watch the have you ever seen the the deleted scenes? Uh, I think I've seen some of them. But most of them are stupid, but there's one that's connected to that night and how you always see Chaucer naked because he's losing his clothes in the gambling. There's a moment where in the, like after he says the bed and well, there's a part where somebody goes looking for Chaucer. And he's in like some tent with his wife and he has his wife and they're both naked. Like, <laughs> and they think that he lost all his clothes again. It, it's pretty funny. But other than that, the rest weren't that good, but um, that one was pretty funny. But yeah, just the cast is outrageously good. I, and the one liners in this movie. Oh dude. Some of the best ever. Seriously. It's great. And all of his like, like, pitches like his his ramp up my lord
1: oh my god ladies and anybody else here not seated on a cushion (laughs) (laughs) it's like by the would-be ravishings of her
0: dreadful turkish Turkish uncle uncle. and then he's like (laughs) "Oh, it's so good um funny story about that too like the one where he wins the sword and that first time and betony goes off so I'd never noticed it before. Like I was, that's a funny part. Cause like they, he goes through this whole rousing thing after he wins and the whole crowd's just kind of like, what do we do? Well in real life and you're nodding, like, you know, what that actually, I know it happened <laughs> and I'd never noticed it until this watch. I've watched this movie a hundred times, but I'd never noticed it. there's two ladies in the background as he's going off. And when he lifts William's arm, they both go up like they're about to cheer and they look and see nobody else do it and go. (laughs) And I was like, that's like, that you can, I never noticed it. But now that I know, because that was purposeful, or it wasn't, it was on accident because none of them spoke English. Yeah, they all missed their cue. (laughs) Yeah. They're all standing there and Mark Addy actually did the, yeah, to get them going. (laughs) And then it worked. Like, I was like, what a great, that's just like, that story to me is the epitome of the perfection of this movie because that's the funny shit that works that shouldn't work, but it does. You know what I mean?
1: How lucky oh. are you that that goof up fits in your movie perfectly, right? It's like this yeah. entire movie was just a bunch of happy accidents that they were mm-hmm. filming.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not to mention that is one of the best training montages, dude ever made
1: low rider dude. <laughs> which we're
0: going to talk about here in a minute but
1: oh my gosh but every single part of this it it takes that train you like you know montage that you get and just ups it to be ridiculous oh, it's yeah. like all this train they're doing where they're running on a wagon <laughs> like it serves no purpose <laughs> except for the line of oh, well, I guess we'll have to do it again because he missed it. It's like, where were you starting from? (laughs) Because they're going for forever. (laughs) I feel like you could back up about 30 feet and get the same result, but they were going for like half a mile. (laughs) 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 Or the same thing, but they're pulling a boat along a little street. (laughs) Yeah, like the thing that you know should, like the reason you shouldn't do it
0: happens like when he catches it and then falls in in a full plate of armor of course you're gonna sink and it's like any minute now now. (laughs) (laughs) it's just well yeah i love when he gets we've done it
1: hundreds of times yeah oh he's got to do it again yeah come on ponies (laughs) yeah but it's it's so good because it's mixed in with showing that he's like really good at the sword yeah Right. And but it plays off well because the two of them are huffing and puffing and trying yeah. to take a break as he's beating the tar out of him with a wooden bracket. It's so good. And then you, you get snatches of that with snatches of him not being able to get the lance in the <laughs> Yeah, or well, he's
0: driving by it and missing. He's like, I think he's getting worse.
1: He is getting, getting worse. Getting
0: worse. <laughs> All you gotta do is hit the thing, like it's
1: <laughs> yeah. Great and then like montage. Even when he's successful, it's not because we talked about the boat thing. But when he hits the shield on the practice dummy and it comes around and hits fine Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's all celebrating until it smacks him. Oh yeah. No, oh, and so I just like I think one of the reasons I love too, like, I because I watch that over and over, and I've always had a group of friends that I would think about and like even like I goof around, I'm watching it last night, and I'm like. I could see me and Alec and Javier getting together and being these three fucking morons. Oh yeah. 100%. In some way, shape or form. You know what I mean? Like, and it's so relatable. And I think again, that goes back to this cast and like the story to a degree, but they make it so relatable and enjoyable to watch. Cause you can go, I could see myself doing some dumb shit like that with my friends.
1: Uh huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I could see me taunting my friends. Like William, like he takes the coins. And he goes, if you can get the coins, you can have them. And he's like, See, money, money And then they matter. fucking attack his ass when he gives his guard down. You see how hungry I am. <laughs> Damn your stomach, Watt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It also has one of the best, like, in the middle montages too. Mm-hmm. Like when he's just demolishing people with his new armor, and you see it starts with Adamar to at war, and he's going through the. The winning, you know, parchment seeing, and he's getting pissed because it's just Ulrich Ulrich. winning. Yeah, Ulrich. Ulrich. (laughs) And so, you know, and then it goes to him just beating the shit out of everybody, knocking people off horses. Yeah, it's great. Like, it's just the visuals and the, it's just a lot of fun, man. Just a lot of fun. But. I was thinking about it as I was watching this, because we have a topic up for vote right now. Here's our my shameless plug. If you want to get in our, our voting on our topics, like we're doing Guilty Pleasures this month, we have some topics on our Patreon that you can vote on. If you join our Patreon, you can vote on those topics and then vote on the movies within those topics that we send out. One of them is movies with great soundtracks right now. Like, that's the topic. And I was watching it going, fuck, we could have done this movie for that, because this movie has a, an outrageous soundtrack like you already mentioned lowrider um let's talk about
1: how it opens dude we will rock you oh yeah oh and it's it's it perfectly sets the tone of the film right you have this kind because you know, looking at it from the title and kind of if you do the trailer, A night's Tale is going to be like the serious medieval kind of story. It was kind of big in the early 2000s. You had a couple coming out, you know, these like historical epic stuff. Yeah. And so you're thinking that's what it's going to be like. And it starts off with, you know, we will rock you. And you got mm-hmm. people singing. You have, you know, <laughs> this is this fun atmosphere at a joust where it's not this serious event. It's this like. You know, couple goons having fun, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just keeps that entire kind of feel to it throughout the movie. And it starts off with having this, you know, uh, having Queen come out, yeah. and I mean, even to the point where when you're wrapping up the song, you got the guy on the trumpet, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just going, going, going. Oh, god, I love it. But yeah, you got Queen, you got Low Rider.
0: Boys I mean, are alone, back in town. Yeah.
1: But just the two alone would've been great. But then you had the oh, yeah. boys are back in town. My favorite
0: just- one is when they're in that the the banquet and they start dancing, and all of a sudden, freaking Bowie comes on with Golden Years, yeah. dude. That's my favorite tune that they just randomly drop in there. You're like, and it was perfect because they're dancing all weird, and then they start getting funky, and it's just that badass Bowie run. That do yeah, I fucking love that. Yeah, yeah, outrageous soundtrack.
1: And what else I is mean, on there? Taking care of business. Oh, that's yeah. a great one. Like,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, is he's beating everybody up in the sword ring. That's yeah, taking care of business.
1: Yeah, that's a great I mean, one. It's it just it it shouldn't be that good. Yeah, yeah. Is the thing like based on everything that you would expect from this film, from the title, from who's in it, everything points to this being kind of one of those uh serious historical epics yeah like a period drama yeah period drama and nothing (laughs) not even close no it's pure period comedy
0: like yes yeah and i love to like and that's one of the first things that i thought when i watched this the first time was when they come in and i was thinking okay they're just gonna lay some modern sounds songs over this but then you see the crowd doing the actual stomp, stomp, clap, stomp. And yeah. then the one dude's like singing it like the the king or the royal that's over this thing starts singing the, you know, we will rock you. And then, like you said, the trumpet guy on his thing, dude, I was like, okay, I'm hooked. Like I'm ready to go. This is cool. Cause they shouldn't be doing that. And it should bother me that they are. doing.
1: Yes, that. but it
0: doesn't, but it doesn't, <laughs> it works so much for me so yeah i'm with you greatest one of the greatest soundtracks and one of the best usages yeah
1: of a soundtrack as well i mean even with rock of ages like there there's a couple songs there where we're like mm, and that's yeah. coming from this like 30 years after the song <laughs> is where <laughs> yeah. they're setting this or you know it's set set in the same time that the songs are being written mm-hmm. um and you know, it's kind of, mm, I wish they wouldn't have done that, but I don't have any of that problem with what they did here. No. No. Well, I mean, and they incorporate, like, great like, ACDC,
0: like, you shook me all night Like, it's just good. Like, it's just great songs, and it fit every moment, which I thought was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, before we get into the final topic, which is a great topic to close on, I do want to talk about, I put a lot of stuff in here that I love, because I do love this movie, but there are some things that aren't Like, they stand out to me. Like, the rules of the joust, like, change nine times in this movie. Like, (laughs) like it seems like there's an aggregate of, you know, broken lances. And then it seems like you only get three shots at this shit. And then there's, like, this tournament where he's losing to prove his love, which is also a really funny sequence. William, that's blasphemous (laughs) as he cranks on his shoulder.
1: (laughs) And then. What are you doing? Losing. Losing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Neither do I.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the part where Houdik like points
1: at Kate, the and he's like, Argh. "Like," just, <laughs> or even like Paul Bettany. He's like, "Did you see the flag drop?" Yeah, I saw the <laughs> flag drop. Is everything okay? <laughs> Rather you were blind. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, and it's just the timing's great because they had just bet everything that they had on yeah. him winning that tournament because she was there. Uh, oh, his, the flanks of his horse. <laughs> his horse's flanks. Maybe where he's from, it means love. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, but there were some parts where I'm like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think to the movie's credit, at least for me, because I know that this isn't like, there's people that are going to watch this and be like, this movie sucks. But for me, like that's testament to this movie is that I don't care. And I've nitpicked the shit out of movies in the last three years on this podcast for things that contradict themselves or don't make sense. But I'm like, I forgive it all for this movie because I'm so wildly entertained throughout it that I just don't care that it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, this is great.
1: I love it. But anyway, And to be fair, like the things that we would nitpick on this are a lot smaller than other stuff. Sure, (laughs) sure. Like as far as guilty pleasures go and the stuff that we chose, like this is by far the best one. Oh, yeah. As far as the movie goes, it is top notch. Um, Yeah. But oh, yeah. I mean, it's there's no way it's not going to have its issues with how it treats itself as a period comedy. Yeah. There's no way they, they give two shits about any kind of continuity yeah what makes sense or (laughs) yeah putting you into the story they don't care yeah
0: yeah like it was it's yeah the whole there was one part that i was just i don't even remember what i was watching last night but i was like man that is not what they said how that works earlier like it just i was like okay whatever um but yeah so i have to talk keith ledger we've talked a lot about the cast and we've mentioned him but And I've talked a lot about him when we did Batman. I mean, you weren't on the podcast yet at that point, but I'm sure you listened to the episode when we talked about Heath Ledger. Like, I'm a massive dude. I I was. There's a lot of celebrities that when they've passed away, I've been like, oh, man, that's terrible, right? Like, that's a loss. There have been a handful that when they've passed, I'm like, like, it crushed me. Like, I would go see shitty movies because Heath Ledger was in them. Like one of them after this movie, almost the same cast, minus Alan Tudyk and I think um, Paul Bettany. I don't remember if he was in it or not, but they did a movie called The Order, which was the same writer, director. And Heath Ledger was in it. Shannon Sossaman was in it. Mark Addy was in it. um, I think even Marcus Sewell. But there was a lot of the same people in it really bad movie. It did not have the same. It took itself way too seriously. It was dark. It was weird, but Heath Ledger, it doesn't matter how bad the movie is. He is phenomenal in everything he ever did from once he got into movies. I can't say anything about like the Australian TV shows and soap operas that he was in. Cause I've never seen that shit, but the movies that he was in. Fuck the guy was head and shoulders above the rest in everything. Like I think about brothers Grimm. Do you ever watch that movie? <laughs> it's another terrible ass movie, but he and Matt Damon amazing. They're great in it because they can act amazingly. And so it's, I just always like to talk about ledger cause it's sad. Like it crushed me when he passed away. I was like, God damn. Cause I loved him long before he was the Joker. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that's what most people you say, Heath Ledger, they think of the Joker. You say Heath Ledger to me. I think of William Thatcher, you know what I mean? And then I think of the Joker. Cause those are his two parts, but like I, there wasn't anything he's done. Like even the Patriot, like I hate the Patriot Javier. I used to get into it about the fucking Patriot. I hate that fucking movie. It's long and terrible and not great. Fucking historically inaccurate out of the ass. But again, Heath Ledger in it was amazing. Um, he was in another one called uh, The Four Feathers. Did you ever watch that one? Yeah. The one that, with the British Army in Africa. Oh. Fucking terrible movie. He was amazing. So yep. he's just outrageous. I wish he was still here doing great movies because, I, man, I mean, I don't think he was even 30 years old when he passed away. No. So, yeah, terrible 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 that he he went so young and without being able to do more but i always like talk about him whenever i watch it and this movie is no different like he was amazing in this movie just how silly and then yeah how serious and how heartfelt like i get emotional like when he comes and he meets up with his dad again like that shit gets me i'm like fuck i'm not crying get
1: the fuck out of here no, I, I do cry.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I fucking ball like a baby. Like, I'm sitting. Ah, and it got me when I watched it the first time in the movie theater. I was like, oh, fuck, this is emotional. I want to see my dad. I haven't seen him in a year and a half. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Great movie. I'm going to score this way higher than it
1: deserves, but that's. Okay. Oh, absolutely.
0: Uh, should we rate it? Let's do it. Okay friend, you go first. It was my All movie. Right.
1: JJ's movie I get to go for a seat. Now mm-hmm. I hate this because JJ picked two movies that are stupid, <laughs> right? <laughs> surface level stupid Uh-oh. for pleasure, but underneath that surface level, you've got like great themes, right? And in a Nice Tale it's it doesn't matter what you were born as, you can you put your mind to something, you can rise above your stars, mm-hmm. right? And it has those moments where it takes a break from the comedy and goes kind of serious, but it doesn't kind of contrast, right? It still feels and flows because these serious moments are so small, right? So one of my favorites is when he's first jousting against, uh, or not first jousting, but he's jousting against the Black Prince. Oh, yeah, yeah, Colville. Yeah, Colville, and... You know they're everybody's withdrawing type of a thing and he decides to you know face him and you, mm-hmm. you know you got the lance like that moment to me is just like, yeah i know right um so it's 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 annoying because this was guilty pleasures and jj picked two really good movies and i picked two really bad ones <laughs> <laughs> and and jj's on the surface are super bad but if you look at them as a whole they're actually good so it's getting a four from me nice um i will always watch a knight's tale there is never any time where someone's like hey you want to watch knight's tale no i'm okay i will say the nitpicky part that i have is actually the dance scene because it feels so weird yeah but it's not weird enough to make me not want to watch it um so yeah four for me i will be watching this again uh, and this out of all of the you know guilty pleasure movies this is the one i will watch most frequently so yeah well done jj good pick yeah, yeah thank you
0: you have to kind of blame charles though cuz he picked the four movies that we watched <laughs> out of six and my one that was a shit movie <laughs> shit shit movie he didn't pick so i'll make sure that it ends up back on the list <laughs> if if we ever do guilty pleasures again i will make sure that i have my shit, shit, guilty pleasures, not my, <laughs> these are actually good movies. If you really get past your own fucking bullshit. Cause that to me is like, when people are like this movie sucks, I'm like, then you don't get it. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's the point. Yeah. And especially a night's tale. Like when we did, we did rock of ages. Like somebody could say this movie sucks balls. And I'm like, you're probably right. Like, I can't argue someone saying this movie sucks when someone says a night, ta- a night's tale sucks. I have to look, you just don't get it. Then you missed, Everything about this movie that that was the point of it, because leading into my rating, this movie is in my top five films of all time, and it's completely and utterly biased. Like, I understand that if you put my other four into next to these side by side, it doesn't make sense. One of these is not like the others, exactly. (laughs) Like, I I look, you you can at me all you want on this one because I understand and I completely agree with you that on paper it does it isn't the same caliber, but there is, there are very few movies that I can think of, if any, that make me more happy watching this movie than this movie, than Night's Tale because, and, and again, it goes back partially to how I was introduced to the movie. It's an interesting, weird story, but ultimately this is just, my kind of film, like when I just want to feel good, and there's crazy emotion to it. Like you said, like when they meets the dad, I love too the serious part where they write the letter, because mm-hmm. it's this mixture of serious. Like it's a pretty romantic fucking deal, but the way they get there is hilarious. Like with fucking Watt crying and shit. Like this <laughs> is like, the, the flower. <laughs> <laughs> She was a cook for the Duke of York. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. And he starts crazy. Like, I just love that moment because it, and again, it's like one of those things where if you're not paying attention to how good these actors are in that moment, because you drop any other five actors in that scene, it does not work. The, the chemistry. And if you go back and watch any interviews with those five people or four that you can watch interviews on now, they hearing, especially Paul Bettany talk about Heath Ledger and then Alan Tudyk and like all of their, the chemistry and the cohesion that they had, like it makes sense why this movie's so good. Because they're like, we just had fun. We just enjoyed ourselves. And everybody on the cast, everybody on the film was having a good time. Um, The other thing that I, we didn't talk about that I should have, I mentioned Rufus Sewell. Dude, Count Adamar is one of the most in, diabolical
1: like, villains ever
0: like villains period that I can think of. Like the guy's crazy. He's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like when he has that moment after they put William in the stocks and he's in the jail and he comes in and he's like punching him and doing the, you've been measured and weighed shit again, like that. And, he, and then his lips quivering. Cause he realizes he still hasn't broken this dude. Like I love count Adamar as a villain. So anyway, I love this movie. I say all of that to say that I'm giving this a five. <laughs> because I I could watch and I'm with you Alec. like you could recommend I could have watched this movie a hundred times and then you say one more time can we watch it again and I'd be like hell yeah we can I will never tire of this film I will watch it anytime anywhere Anyone wants to watch it give me a call I'll watch it with you because I have never watched it and been like this sucks like I laugh I cry I have a good time and I walk away feeling better than before I watched it which to me how can you go wrong right so Guilty pleasure, but I will defend it till the day I die. Uh, So there it is. Alec, tell everybody where they can find us when they're not listening (laughs) to us talk talk about shitty good
1: movies. (laughs) Hark, noble listeners. (laughs) We have reached the end of this grand tale where knowledge and wisdom have been our trusty steeds and curiosity our shining armor. But fear not, for this is not the end of our journey together. Join our current patron, Secret Invasion Seasons 2, 3, and 4. Great new name there. For more stories await in the realm of knowledge. (laughs) And we shall ride forth again to discover new horizons. Until then, dear friends, I bid thee farewell. And encourage thee to seek the truth, for it shall set thee free. Fare thee well, and may your hearts be as brave as the boldest knights. With that, I'll kick it back to the Titan of Terror. Jack Dunn's baby, a JJ. <laughs> I love you, dude. That, that was too much.
0: I'm on my hands. All I can think about, like, is you were doing that. Like, all I heard was, "I will eviscerate you in fiction." <laughs> every pimple, every character flaw. I was naked for a day. You will be naked for eternity. <laughs> which is such a great line because it like those two characters are actually in Jeffrey Chaucer's a Knight's tale. Yeah. And he fucking shits on them. The whole story. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Well, this has been a fun month of uh, guilty pleasures ending with my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time, but we've had some fun. I got movies. I haven't seen before. I got movies. I thought I liked Crazy. better than we actually did. And yeah, it was good stuff. Um, if you want to get in on our next one, like Alex said, go hit up our Patreon. We got topics up right now. Uh, probably by this time, by the time you're listening to this episode, there'll be movies for you to vote on for the different topics. Yeah. So, um, lots to do over there. And then as soon as we're done recording, I'm gonna make Alex watch another trailer mm-hmm. that you'll be able to see from there. So with that,
1: hooray!
0: <laughs> as always, we appreciate you tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one.
1: I said, "La Vista, baby." cinematic send help for the trailer <laughs> <laughs> oh my.